What's up, All About Like You? It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Except our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boo. Good morning, Eileen. <laughs> we have a three, two, one countdown, and I always forget, and I always start talking. Before that, sometimes it's hard for people to count down from three. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for creating a psychologically a psychologically safe space for me. (laughs) No judgment, but it's just a three second countdown. I can handle it. Well, it's been it's been a long day here in Austin, so we always do full disclosure on what day of the week it actually is, and it's Saturday afternoon, and I've had a very long day of momming. Um, there was a soccer game, there was a kite festival, uh, it's been intense. So, uh, countdowns are hard, but here we are. And I was at a birthday party in what appeared to be like a little rave room for children. (laughs) I did post it on my Instagram. Um, there were bubbles being blown in the air. The lights were off and everything was glow in the dark. And I don't, I don't want to do that. So I'd rather do this. Yeah, I actually thought the same thing. I was like, oh, this is always like a bright spot in the day. And I was excited to chat about a few things. I've got something on my mind that I want to talk about before we get into our topic. Do you tell me. What do you got? Okay. So this is like a, I'm curious your opinion. I went to the dermatologist uh, this week and I just went for like an annual skin check. You know, I'm a big fan of the sun and have spent my fair share of days, mostly pre-child on a lounge chair. (laughs) And so I just wanted to like have my skin checked and like do the routine thing. And she found two spots, one on my arm and one on my leg that she thought were like questionable. So she finishes and she's like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, what do you mean? What do I want to do? And she's like, well, do you want to have them removed? And I was like, do I need them removed? She's like, well, it's really up to you. You could have them removed today or you could come back in three to six months and have them checked again. And I was like, I have a communications degree from the University of Connecticut. I am not equipped to make this decision, which is why, ma'am, I come to you (laughs) and this dermatology office. So why are you asking for my opinion? Like, yes, I'm happy to advocate for myself and do my research, but shouldn't you tell me whether or not I need these spots removed? And I obviously didn't say it like that. I said it in a much like kinder and more appreciative tone, but I was basically like, can you help me decide what what to do here? Well, I had them taken out because then I got freaked out and I was like, I don't want the, because one definitely did look suspect. And that was actually what really drove me to the appointment. One, I was like, I would have never noticed it. Um, So get your skin checked, ladies and gentlemen, but do your research in advance as to whether or not, like I was like, is this, so then, I mean, I'm sure she had my best interests at heart, but then I got charged for it at the end because I have a deductible in my insurance. And I was like, oh, is this like a scam where like they want to just like cut these spots out of you and like. Is it a real thing? So I don't know. No, it's I never. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Okay. I don't really spend that much time in the sun, and I've had one spot removed, and I don't care. I'd rather people just cut it off. But I will tell you on that same note, 
I've had multiple doctors do that thing to me about my thyroid where they want me to make the decision because I have a thyroid condition and they'll be like, do you want to stay on medicine maybe forever? Do you want to have surgery and take your thyroid out? Do you want to take radioactive pills and ablate it? And I'm like, I don't know, sir. What do you want me to do? I don't know what you're even talking about. Like, isn't this what you're supposed to say? Like, this is my recommendation. So we're still at that point. It's been years. I haven't, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's texted me the answer. Yeah. It's, it was um, really strange. Yeah, it's wild. Because I, I, on the one hand, like I appreciate that she wanted me to advocate for myself and to have an opinion like that I'm all for, but to not give me advice as to the decision to make or like the ramifications on either side, like is she not a good doctor? Is that not how doctors vibe anymore? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's not how doctors vibe anymore. More and more, I'm seeing doctors kind of like give me choices. And I don't know how they think I'm equipped to make those choices. Right. I agree with you. It's very overwhelming when they do that. But in your, th- your case, I think you did the right thing. Like better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sitting with that for six months. And then like, we'll see how we feel six months from now. Right, right, right. So, oh well, anyways, I just wanted to bring it to the to you and to the I'm not like you audience to be like, is this a thing? And like, what should I have done differently? I don't know. Do we have any doctors who are listening to us? Let us know. Is this a thing? Hmm. But on that note, we're actually talking about a topic today that is related to the medical field. Mm, which we're is there for us. In, yeah, we're going to dig in on the most trendy medicine available on the market. <laughs> trendy trendy medicine. Trendy <laughs> medicine. It's a weird, this weird phrase. Um, and for the sake of this conversation, we will call them all Ozempic. Yes. But there are many different brands. Um, and as we all know from the many celebrities we've seen walk the carpet for the Oscars and the mm. Emmys and whatever mm. else has happened, everyone in Hollywood is taking Ozempic and they're all just a bunch of liars. <laughs> um, but we wanted, to, we wanted to have our own conversation about it. Yeah. And I will start by sharing my own two sets. Oh, let's also start with a disclaimer. Neither Eileen and I are doctors. We don't know if you should take it or should not take it. This is not us telling you if you should take it or shouldn't take it. I think you should do whatever you want to do. As I've said many times, you want to get some plastic surgery, do it. You want to take some Ozempic, do it. All I can tell you is what I am doing. Uh, So I was at a doctor's appointment and I asked about it to a doctor and he said to me, yeah, just call your endocrinologist and they'll give it to you. And it was actually as simple. I am not taking it, but it was as simple as that. Mm. I called the endocrinologist on the phone and I want to point out, we didn't plan the earlier discussion to be connected to this podcast topic, mm. but I have a thyroid condition, which is why I have an endocrinologist. So I, I've seen this doctor one time in my life. She's a new doctor. I called her. Actually, no, no, no. I emailed her through the portal. <laughs> and I said, hey, yo, I like some Ozempic. <laughs> she was like, sure. <laughs> Calls it a prescription for Wagovi. Now, Wagovi is the one that is mo- is just for weight loss. I believe, again, I'm not a doctor, but from what I've been told, is weight loss only and not uh, for diabetic patients. Okay. Yeah. She calls it in. I'm like, you know, I get very excited about anything that's like a fad. I want to try everything that could like make me look better, make me feel better. I'm like, sign me up. I get to the pharmacy. The pharmacist is like, hey, so these types of drugs are not covered by insurance. This is going to be $1,500. 
And I was like, all right, you will, you could keep it. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to find my way out of this. Like I'm going to get, you know, 12 coupons and a letter from <laughs> my rabbi. But <laughs> I'll come back to you. In the meantime, while I'm like futzing around, the doctor and the doctor's office keep calling me and they're calling because they want to check to see the degree in which I am feeling from my side effects. Oh. And that's when I start to freak out because I'm like, you just administered the drug to me over email <laughs> and now you're worried about me. You're worried. And I start Googling all the side effects. I would mm-hmm. much prefer to have not known them because mm-hmm. to not know them, maybe I wouldn't have them. But the second yeah. you Google the side effects, game over. Yeah. I'm going to have all of them. And let me read them to you because you're they contradict each other. Diarrhea, vomiting, constipation. How am I having diarrhea? (laughs) Dizziness, nausea. Now there gets to be some other yucky ones, which I really don't like. Hair loss and a gaunt look to your face, which they are calling ozempic face. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, you know, I don't want to have (laughs) constipation, dizziness, nausea, hair loss, and a gaunt look to my face. And the doctor called multiple times, like, have you started yet? Maybe three. And have you started yet? Let us know if you're tolerating this well. And the more I researched it, the more I chickened out and was like, I don't really want to inject myself with some drug that is new to the world at large. Mm. I don't know how long people have been using it, but new to my Instagram feed, (laughs) (laughs) new to the news. I'm going to just sit this one out and we'll wait and see what happens. And in the meantime, I've waited and see what happens. Everyone's lost um, endless amounts of weights. I'm still not doing it. And I want to tell you one other side effect, which I know you're not going to like either. (laughs) Uh, you, it, it, it helps you have, uh, less dopamine seeking behavior. I saw that. Yeah. And that includes less eating, less drinking and less shopping. And at that <laughs> point I'm no longer alive. <laughs> so I'm out. I'm out of the whole game. Okay. I'd rather keep my big behinds and my shopping and drinking and eating and living my best life. So fuck Ozempic. But I do think it's a really interesting topic Mm. and I know you and I both read quite a bit about it. I don't know if you you have any friends who are testing this out. Not that I'm aware of. Um, I actually, you know, I sort of had the surface level understanding of it from my TikTok feed, my Instagram feed, pop culture, which you know, I'm not as uh, connected to. as you are, but certainly like, you know, I understood what was going on. And I think the first time I actually had a conversation with someone about it was when, when you were talking about it and I was like, Oh my God, are you going to do it? And then kind of watched your journey unfold. And then you gave it a fuck now, which I was very supportive of. Um, and then a friend sent us this New Yorker article and we were like, cause we talked about doing an episode on it and then we're like, Oh, this is such an interesting yeah. me on it because it really talks about the idea of the influence on body image, right? And like this idea that the Kardashians, who I think I would say at least in my um, sort of realm of visibility were the ones that I understood to be kind of the first celebrities talking about it or well, not talking about it. That that's how she lost the weight to yeah. get into the Marilyn Monroe dress for the right. Met because right. she had to drop like 16 pounds in two weeks. Yeah. So I think like it is interesting to think about 
again, that sort of like broader influence on body image because I feel like they made it okay. I hate to say okay, but I think that's the reality of like, there is this obsession in Western culture with thinness and they celebrated a, a fuller figure. And I think that that made a lot of women feel more comfortable in their bodies because then that, that level of thin, the celebrity version of thinness isn't necessarily real or attainable for most average women. And so, you know, I think like, it's almost sad to an extent that they celebrated it in this way that was so helpful for women everywhere and now kind of have. Yeah. They've gone in a different direction. There's been a lot of talk that they, well, not all of them, but that Kim and Chloe are on Ozempic. They both lost a considerable amount of weight. And honestly, that doesn't mean that they're on Ozempic. They have access to things sure. in the world that we will sure. never even yeah. understand. Right. But they have, and there haven't, there has been talk that they've had their BBLs reversed. Yeah. So they're definitely, to your point, going in a little bit of a different direction, heading back towards more of like the rail thin aesthetic, which I do think is confusing their fans in terms of, which is sad that people look to them to sure. decide how they should look and feel, yeah. but it's confusing. I'm like, are we switching now? Are we going to a whole new aesthetic that I need to figure out how to attain? That is a, a whole lot of control that they have over a whole lot of women. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that is like the social media culture, which we've talked about before and sort of like reality versus Instagram and the next generation. And one of the quotes in the New Yorker article was, that there's a desire to achieve thinness by any means necessary. And it talked about the different means like slim fast as an example, which have obviously been pervasive in culture um, that remains an almost foundational tenet of female socialization. That's right. I remember in high school, if not high school, I think high school, whenever we were wearing Tiffany necklaces (laughs) in high school, uh, my best friend (laughs) Lena and I, we went to GNC, which I don't think I've been there since I went there. And we bought stackers, which were weight loss pills at the time. Mm. That were basically like what I would imagine speed is. And whatever's in it is now illegal because people were having heart attacks from it. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, that, but Lena that, and I would get speed so that we could like, yeah, something like that. And we die laughing every time we talk about it because we would go to the mall <laughs> on our stacker, our stacker weight loss pills, and we would be walking so fast through the mall. Like we thought we, it wasn't even intentional. We were just zipping around the mall. And then, of course, you'd end a California pizza kitchen and wrap up that whole, <laughs> that whole like crazy speed race you did through the mall with some pizza. I think that that probably defeated the, the point of the stackers. <laughs> But there's so many pictures of us once we were in the mall in Florida with her niece, who was like a little girl. We were walking her through the mall, but we were walking so fast that we were like dragging her niece through the mall of Florida. We were like, sorry, we're on stackers. Are we lost? Um, you know, there always is something that women are trying. There was hydroxy cut. You know, hydroxy cut, that's been, what I was thinking of. Even Weight Watchers. There's yeah. always something that was the thing of the moment that everyone picks and gravitates towards. And this seems to be, while it comes with a lot of very scary things, seems to be uh, very widely accepted by doctors. I will also say I had um, 
when I was thinking about it, I had had a little procedure done. And when I woke up from anesthesia, it was the first thing I asked the gastro. Good morning. What do you think about Ozempic? <laughs> and I was like, listen, it works. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. But he said to me, you're going to do it for the rest of your life. And that's yeah. another reason that I don't want to play with things like that is that if it was, I could do it for three months, drop yeah. a couple pounds and then, you know, get back to my life, yeah. sign me up. But, and even that, I don't really want to be like nauseous for three months, but if, if, you know, if it was like a short term pain to get a gain, yeah. I would be more interested. But the thought that I have to inject myself with something and potentially do it forever and ever and ever to hang on to that weight loss that frightens me. That's just my own personal opinion. Yeah. And there have been influencers like Remy Bader. Yeah. And again, we are not doctors. Do not take anything we're saying, as, especially since we're quoting TikTok. These are just our opinions. <laughs> but Remy Bader, who is an influencer on TikTok, said that she took it before it was a trend. She had lost maybe 30 pounds. And then the second she was off it, she, off it, she gained double the amount. So mm -hmm. she gained 60 pounds back because I guess it does help with your appetite suppression. Yeah. Clearly also with your shopping and your drinking. So <laughs> there's a whole list of things you're no longer going to be doing. But then the second you're done, unless you really have learned some very positive behaviors and some ways of changing your life, what happens just like everything else, like Weight Watchers or any or running yeah. around the mall on stackers, you're just going to go back to the behavior you had before. And the behavior you had before is Eileen sent me a cookie platter today and I'm going to fucking eat it. <laughs> so that's not going to change. And that's, yeah. that's scary to me too. Well, I, I completely agree. I mean, any, any time you have an external dependency, like I'm with you, it makes me very uncomfortable for me personally. So again, I think we're really talking about our own stories and not sort of passing judgment or suggesting that this is how people should think about living. And I actually think that this article that we read in the New Yorker to be able to talk about this more intelligently today was, was also talking about the idea of obesity being caused not, not necessarily by moral, um, uh, decision-making, right. It's more the biological aspect. So I think there's a whole side of this that we're not talking about here, which is like, there are people who need this drug That's for right. like life saving. Well, reasons, I don't think we're talking, right? I we're think talking we're, about we're not talking about like a medical need to have sure. it or even, a, a, even as it relates to obesity, we are talking about your average woman who's taking yeah, a couple of pounds. That's yeah. like a risk you're willing to take in the same way. It is a risk you're willing to take to get lipo and be sure. put under. Yeah. And I remember my sister saying to me, like, being put under is a tremendous risk. You're taking a risk in the name of vanity. Anything we choose yeah. that has any ability to harm our body is a risk. You just, everyone has to make their own decisions. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that, I mean, of course, I think the other thing that I feel like this doesn't contemplate, because if this is a trend that becomes like, the drug companies really start to support and invest in and they have so much money and so much power and so much influence in society and our government. I mean, we've seen this with everything that happened with Oxycontin and, you know, all of the terrible addiction that was created there and all the unnecessary deaths. Um, I mean, you know, the power that these drug That's companies right. have. And so I think like, to me, it's always like, you're looking when you're talking about solves like this again. If it's not medically necessary, 
you're really just looking at like the symptom and not the root cause. And the last thing that I, I would say in terms of this article that I thought was really interesting was this idea that like obesity prevention really needs to come from the idea of raising minimum wage to actually afford people the opportunity to buy better quality proteins and fruits and vegetables and education and more resources for people in community spaces to be outside. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of subsidies for these huge CPG companies that put a lot of shit in the food that a lot of people are eating. And we don't as a society eat clean. And so that's like, right. that's what leads shit to obesity. that is illegal. Yeah, totally. But I think to your point, there are a few things in that New Yorker article. One, it's saying that this category of drug is set to become the next blockbuster farmer category. Right, right. And it also said that the maker of Wagovi, which again is not not for diabetes, it is just for the weight loss. It said that it the market growth, it cited in its report, the market growth of 50% in 2022 with 40,000 new Wagovi prescriptions each week. Yeah, it's crazy. It's bananas. And then I, I do also want to reference, with this is the part that's really, that's really sad to me. And it goes back to so many points we've talked about on this podcast and as friends just about how women feel about themselves. But this mm-hmm. is referencing a Harvard study that they were drawing on from data from the implicit association test, which asks people to sort words and images into good and bad categories. <laughs> And it found that implicit bias against fat people actually grew from 2007 to 2016, with 81% of people exhibiting it by the end of the study. Every other implicit bias in the study regarding race, gender, sexual orientation, age, and disability waned during that period. It's crazy. So it's just so sad the way that we teach young women and ourselves even to feel about ourselves and our body. And and the other point I I would make, and we did talk about this when we talked about plastic surgery, is just like how celebrities are such assholes. Just tell the truth. If you're going to do something like this, do it. I don't care. I tried to do it. Do it. No (laughs) one's judging you. Have the balls to say, you know what, I'm on Wagovi and it's fucking awesome. But to continue this charade of I work out three hours a day and it's genetics and I'm so great. Like Kyle Richards, yeah. who like I love on Bravo. She has talked about every season. The woman's been on TV for maybe 10 years and she has been rich since the day she arrived on the scene. You've also had access to everything under the sun. Yeah. She's talked about her body image issues. She's talked about not ever being in a bathing suit because she was uncomfortable with her body and the way that it looked. And now all of a sudden on Instagram, she is literally in string bikinis with her amazing abs showing. Kudos to you. Own what you're doing. You are not working out more than you did in 2021. That is being an asshole. And I think, and even like other celebrities, Mindy Kalig has shown an incredible weight loss. Like, great. You look great. Just you all tell us what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not your doctor, but you did not all join the gym together this year when we all have access to a new drug. Just tell us what you're doing so that other people who follow you and look up to you and want to look like you and feel like you don't feel that it is their own body that turns against them and doesn't Mm -hmm. allow them the ability to lose weight or to look like you when all you have to do is be honest and say, like, I didn't do this on my own so that women could feel less bad about themselves and understand that we all need a little help, whether it is from a drug or from a doctor or from the gym or from wherever Mm -hmm. you're going to get that assistance from to make whatever change you want to see in your life. 
That's a fuck yes. Fuck yes, baby. <laughs> well, if you want to read the article that we're referencing, it's called Will the Ozempic Era Change How We Think About Being Thin? Excuse me. How We Think About Being Fat and Being Thin. It's by Gia Tolentino. It was published in March uh, March 2023. So, And you should go check yeah. it out. And on that think. note, we'll leave you with this. Kim Kardashian once did say to Allure that um, she would probably eat poop if someone <laughs> told her, if you eat this poop every single day, you'll look younger. And I agree. Um, I, <laughs> I agree and I support anyone's decision to do whatever they want to look younger, prettier, better, but you also look amazing today oh. and we encourage you to look in the mirror and, oh, oh, we did this last We have an and affirmation. What our affirmation is going to be to look in the mirror and say, fuck yeah, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. <laughs> okay. With that, we leave you. Have a happy Friday, a great weekend, and we will see you next week for another episode of I'm Not Like You. Bye. Bye.